This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Joy 94.9, inside the Sound Museum, your inside guide to the music industry. With myself, Leo, tonight. Now, our next guest is a singer-songwriter from the UK, half Italian, half English. He's released four albums so far, and he's the first time in Australia launching their brand new album, which um, written in the scars. The first time, Jack Sovietti. Did How I say it right? Yeah, you did. Close. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Jack, tough one. It's a tough one. Jack Sovietti. Savaretti. Savaretti. Got it. Yeah. People mix it up with Pavarotti. Welcome to um, welcome to Australia, first Thank of all. You. First time here? First time in Australia, yeah. First and time in Melbourne. First time in Melbourne. What a gorgeous day it is. I know. This right. is a great location, too. We're yeah, it's gorgeous. Heart of the city, so it's great. So, I mean, you played your gig last night yep. in Melbourne. And, of course, we should say that, our, that Melbourne audiences are a bit more rowdy than Sydney. So was it the case last night? Yeah, it was. It was a really rowdy in a good way, though. Yeah. Um, it was definitely the kind of energy I was hoping for on this trip to Oz. People sang from the beginning to the end, which is always a great... Mm. We weren't expecting that. To, when you fly around the globe and suddenly you're in a room in Melbourne and everybody's singing every word. That was, that was, it was a touching moment. It was, a, it was a night I'll definitely remember for a long time to come. But getting the call saying to come to Australia to do some dates yeah. must have been pretty cool. And then getting another call saying... Hey, it's sold out in like minutes. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> well. We we thought at one point that we weren't going to be doing shows because it was such short notice that of our trip here. That mm. I think they were a bit sort of um, on the edge about whether we'd have enough time to sell the tickets. But luckily, we we went with our gut instinct and we said, you know what, let's do it. What happens happens. And within before the morning had ended, they sold out all the all the tickets. So it was great. Do you listen to much Aussie music back in the UK, or do you know much Aussie music? I do. I mean, I, I was recently just at a festival and I played with Angus and Julia Stone. They were yeah. there and Xavier Rudd as well, um, who's also from around here. So, yeah, there is a lot of Aussie music, there, especially in the singer-songwriter mm. department. Matt Corby. Yeah, well. exactly. Matt Corby. We were talking about Matt the other mm. day, actually. I met Matt at Glastonbury uh, a couple of years ago, so I'm a big fan. And, of course, uh, we're doing Eurovision this year. Our Dami M is doing Eurovision this oh, year. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Aussie's invading Eurovision. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be cool. It's good to know you, Jack, because you grew up in, in London, Italian father, English mother. You moved to Switzerland yeah. when you were a kid, and you moved around a lot, but you went to the American School of Switzerland. Yeah. So, you've got that sort of that translantic. Um, mutt. Yeah. <laughs> Transatlantic mutt is how I like to describe it. I'm very confused. with. I have a bit of an identity crisis, but mm. because of that, surround myself with people that have the same exact crisis. So a lot of everybody I work with is from all over. We're Even in the band, we're Brazilian, Irish, Danish, English, Italian. So there's a little bit of everything. And that's the luxury you get when you do have an upbringing where you move around is you become, you attract people from different cultures. And I, mm. I always think that's a really important thing to have in life is to be surrounded by people from different cultures. When you were younger, you you did a lot of poetry and a lot of writing. Yeah. And your mum, God bless her, um, <laughs> she said, uh, here's a guitar, put those words to music. Yeah, and she did. did. She did. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a funny thing. I mean, poetry is a big word. I, don't say I, was, I, I wouldn't say I was writing poems, but Josh I was rings. definitely. Yeah, exactly. I was just <laughs> yeah. writing little things here and there. And uh, yeah, it was amazing how much people, my friends at the time, appreciated 
a song more than a poem. Um, and mm. that was something that really changed. It was like this kind of killing two birds with one stone. I was writing these songs that was allowing me to get things off my off my chest and off my back and to express myself and what I was trying to say. But at the same time, my friends were enjoying it and also relating to it and, and taking it for what they needed if they were going through something. And that was a really, mm. that was an amazing thing. That That's what hit me about songwriting was that you could do that. You got to release your first single back in 2006 called Without You. You got to mm. tour Europe with Corinne Bailey Ray, which yeah. is a big opportunity for you. Yeah, that was a big masterclass for me because I'd never really played yeah. any shows. And toured and stuff. No, I'd never toured, that's for sure. But the, I mean, the biggest show I'd played would probably be my local pub. So it was definitely an eye opener. And Corinne has such an amazing discipline and an amazing worth ethic and uh, work ethic sorry and um that was my first education my first sort of you know lesson in in the music business of working with i was very lucky to work with her because it showed me that you could do this the right way you could be a good yeah. person and just stepping back and just learning just watching yeah, and absolutely and she was a great example she's a wonderful woman yeah. and she has a wonderful way of working and working with the people around her and yeah it was very educational your first album between the minds back in 2007 you released your second album a couple years later in 2009 harder than easy and um your third album before the storm back in 2012 but i guess around that time you had some issues with the industry itself you got signed Mm. to a manager and they wanted to go you in one direction you wanted to go another direction and it was all kind of I mean, this shows about the music industry through that process and how that sort of how you get through that difficult time. Well, I always I always use this kind of little analogy that the music industry is like an ocean, and if you dive in alone and naively, it's very likely that a shark will come and bite you. And that's mm. kind of what happened to me. I I dove into it thinking that I knew everything and thinking that I was okay and I was going to be okay and that the songs were enough to protect me. And that wasn't the case. There's there is a lot of sort of feral fish in the industry that are looking to sort of bite you and and interfere with what you're trying to do. So I took a bit of a gamble and decided to build my own ship and get my own crew and decided that this is how we were going to sail across this ocean, do it ourselves, do it our own way. And yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. And it's working in a really nice way. It's a very strange industry. Mm. um, And so it's very important that you surround yourself with the right people. Was it hard to find, I guess, the right team going through Mm -hmm. that difficult process and trusting people and saying, do I trust you enough to to be part of this whole thing. Yeah, 100%. And trust is a is a funny old thing and I try sort of without being too cynical not to not to make it too much about trust or not. It's more about even instinct. if you, instinct exactly and not even if we don't know even if you don't know what you're doing as long as you know you want to do it, that's good enough for me. It's about doing it. To me showing up is 99% of success. Um, and then what happens then you learn very quickly whether whether this is it's going to work or not and whether people are really there for the right reasons and that's how we that's how we like to do things now is it true that a record label executive said um to change your surname it sounds too world music yes that is very true and uh, i do not work with that person uh although he's a very successful very very successful at what he does um that was enough to make me not red want flags to going up that was a bit of red flags going up it wasn't it was more the audacity of how it was said um, and that's something that the music business, I think, it, sometimes it's the infection that the music industry has. It was said with a real arrogance. And there was a total way of saying that. Because looking back on it now with wisdom and age and a bit more knowledge on it and experience, he was probably right. There were certain things that they would have interfered. If I'd had a different name, a lot of things would have been easier. But the fact that he felt that he could say it leaning back on his chair with his feet up on a desk saying, the first thing we're going to do is change your name. 
that's like how you're not <laughs> nobody no not many businesses people would have that mm. feel the right to say that to somebody so yeah, yeah that's that was my rejection our special guest in studio tonight mr jack savaretti his uh, new album written in the scars is available online in store now let's take a listen to i guess the track that australia knows you for this mm. is catapult more that's next on joy to get over these walls Pop in the atmosphere If I could catapult my heart What's the empire for? I'm gonna get you out of here If I could catapult my heart To where you If I could catapult my heart Hi, this is Jack Savretti. You're inside the Sound Museum on Joy. Joining me 4.9 inside the Sound Museum tonight, your inside guide to the music industry. Jack Savretti is in studio tonight. Just heard the gorgeous track, Catapult. Thank you, man. Thank we you played much. this track oh, a few weeks ago on the Sound Museum. And I heard the track that morning of the show. And I said to my co-host, okay, we're going to add this song in. I'm going to take a song out because this track is just too <laughs> good <laughs> not you, to man. play tonight. Thank and I much. just, I got gooseies when I heard the track. <laughs> gooseies, it's such like a it. beautiful, beautiful track. So tell us about Catapult. Well, you know, um, it's one of those things about getting back to those you love um, mm. and to what lengths and to what extent, what you what you would do to, to be with those you love. And being away a lot, traveling, um, this is one of those songs that sort of I believe, I guess, came from came from that that need of wanting to, at the same time, work as hard as you can so that you can take those who you love to where you want to go, um, but also at the same time you want to get back to them, and that's what this is all sort of about. You co-wrote the, the songs on the album with Sam Dixon, yeah, who were written with Adele and Alvaro and Sia, yeah. so in pretty good hands there. And um, every song you've written is you, you wrote the song the same day as you recorded it, which yeah. is a lot of that's quite pressure on you well it wasn't a choice it wasn't actually like a decide it wasn't a decision we made before it just kind of worked out that way okay um we decided to start every song from rhythm um rather than from melody and lyrics i just wanted to change the process and by doing that rhythm has an amazing gift of sort of making you take down your barriers the same way you're willing to make a fool out of yourself when you hear a certain song because Mm -hmm. of the rhythm or you'll start tapping your feet subconsciously that you're doing it it's the same thing with writing the minute we started from rhythm and a groove it kind of liberates you and we would suddenly just start expressing i was expressing myself in a way that was very quick it was very fast it it wasn't too thought out it was just Mm. sort of let's go with the first thing and sort of see what happens and i think that's what's great rhythm has a great way of um doing that making you sort of put down your barriers my favorite tracks on the album include the other side of love fight to the end Another good one. Thank you. Um, also, Back Where I Belong. <laughs> now, that track last night, you referred to as your Euro Trash <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. That's a really catchy song. Thank you very That's much. It's really radio, I mean, radio friendly. It's sort of like a naff word. Yeah, yeah. No, no, a, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was just one of those fun songs we made in the studio. And I am a big fan of um, European music, especially from the 60s and 70s. Um, there was a lot of great, great music coming out of Europe in the 60s and 70s. And uh, yeah, this is a little bit of an homage to that, that, that sort of sound of 
Euro. I say Euro trash, but I don't mean that in a derogatory way at all. I, <laughs> I am quintessentially Euro trash. I'm very proud of my European roots. When people ask me where I'm from, I now actually answer Europe. I don't because it's so mixed. It's so yeah. confusing that I do think we should be proud of our European roots. And I say it with total affection when I say Euro trash. Now, TV sings seems to be the way to go these days to get your music out there. Yeah. Um, one of our singers, Conrad Saul, um, his song was in Home and Away last year, Start Again, wow. and he won the Song of the Year at the ARIA Awards, the wow, Australian wow. Music Awards last year. And your music has appeared in shows like EastEnders and Teen Wolf and One Tree Hill and Grey's Anatomy and... Yeah. It's quite lucrative and gets some money coming in, I guess. Well, back in the days, it was kind of it was kind of funny because it uh, it does help. It's not so much financial anymore. And I mean, I think once you're a bigger name, then you can sort of negotiate bigger yeah. things. But the irony was is that back in the day when the fees started getting crazy for advertising and film, and the big bands were really demanding stupid fees figures for getting their songs in the in the industry. These small TV shows that were small at the time, the small when TV hadn't become what it is today, it was about five, ten years ago, they didn't have the budget for that. Yeah. And they came to guys like myself. They came to the songwriters that we would do it sometimes even for pretty much close to nothing just so that our songs would actually get exposure. heard. Yeah, yeah, exactly, get exposure. And I'm very grateful to that situation happening and to these shows picking it up because people are so loyal to these shows. They're so involved as well emotionally. They really get stuck in that when they do hear your song, they give it a chance. They really, they live and breathe it. It's sometimes, it's a little less fleeting than it can be sometimes. Um, so they really get attached to it. And because of that, you know, we've had fans even here in Australia. I think a lot of the reason people know our songs is because TV. of these shows, is TV. So I'm incredibly grateful to the fact that these shows get to sort of take your music and travel the world with it. I'll be looking on your social media and you did a cover of Lionel Richie's All Night Long. Yes, I did. That was quite fun. And Ellie Goulding's Love Me Like You Do, like which you is do, yeah. a great song. Yeah. Great movie, but a great song. <laughs> it's a, yeah, <laughs> I know. But it's a blues song. Yeah. That's the thing. It was a real blues. And you really stripped it back, and it's, it's really different. Yeah, we took it into a blues song, because I was. it actually came out of a joke. The night before, I did a radio station in Holland, and the night before, we were talking about various songs, and I said, Ellie Golding, that Love Me Like You Do sounded like a blues song. And everybody I was with thought I was nuts. And they were saying that is not a blues song. So the next day, as a joke, we were sort of, they were saying, would you do a cover? And I was like, okay, I'm going to prove it to you. We're going to play Ellie Golding's Love Me Like You Do, and I'm going to show you it's a blues song. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if we got away with it, but it is fundamentally a blues song. It's very different. I've, yeah. I've never heard it as a, as a really cool inter- interpretation <laughs> of a song. Thanks, man. Um, you performed at the um, Olivier Awards yes. in London last month. Yeah. Um, the red carpet with your gorgeous wife, Gemma. Thank you. She's yeah. stunning. you got two kids with her as She's, well. Yeah, I do. Been a big support for your music career, obviously. Yeah. No, it goes I, both ways. I've heard to thank for all my songs, as they say. <laughs> There, yeah, so it's been it's been fantastic, but we've you know it's been tough. It's and she's been one of those people that has always the minute I fall over, it sort of grabbed me by the collar and said, "Get back up! Don't 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 even think about quitting now." And so that's yeah. that's been fundamental, and, and that, that's how it works. Yeah, so it's been amazing. Now, funny, Jack, your first time in Australia. You're doing two, you've done two shows, one in Melbourne, one in Sydney. When are you going to come back for a big tour? I hope really soon. Yeah. Um, this has been an amazing trip. It's been an eye-opener to the fact that um, Australia is just, there seems to be a click, something's happening here, and uh, that's something I really wasn't expecting, and we've been overwhelmed by it, and it's definitely going to make not only myself, but I hope everybody here realize that this is somewhere we really want to be, and, and we really need to be, and we really should be here making people, more music. People like artists that come back 
again and again and again. So yeah. people like Jason Derulo and Pink are so successful here because they keep coming back. Yeah. So that's a good little... Well, this is definitely top yeah. of my list because it's just... First of all, I love coming here full stop. Mm. Work, work aside, I love coming here. Two of my closest friends, one lives in Sydney and one lives in Melbourne. Perfect. So I'm covered. Um, but I also just have realized that last night's show really showed me that there is an amazing fan base here in Australia and the kind of fan base that you definitely want to get back on a plane and come back for. So when are you leaving tonight? Tomorrow? Tomorrow night, I oh, believe. Oh, damn. I sucks. know. It's been a real touch and go trip, but it's because been amazing. Because you mentioned Adam Garcia on your Instagram. Yes. And a friend of yours, he's playing, um, he's in Singing the Rain, which he starts is. next week in Melbourne. It was amazing. I landed yesterday at the airport in Melbourne. And there are these huge flags. I know. Adam flying across. <laughs> so I'm super proud. He's one of the hardest working guys in, in show business and one of the most talented and loveliest men you'll ever meet. And I'm so glad that he's back here in his homeland. Yeah. Kicking ass. He's I don't a new know dad as well. But he's doing great. He's a new dad. Yeah, he's, he's a new husband. <laughs> he's got a wonderful wife. He's got a wonderful little family happening. And hopefully, I actually was supposed to see him last night, uh, but I know that they are full on rehearsals. in rehearsals because yeah. it's any day now. So I might see him. I'm going to try and squeeze his. He's going to try and squeeze me into his tight schedule and hopefully yeah. see him tonight. Yeah. The new album written in Scars featuring the great hit um, Catapult is available online in store now. Jack Savarotti, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you so much for having me. Thank Good you. to see you. You too. And um, come back and see us again. 100%. Um, 100%. We're going to go out with um, one of my favorite tracks, that You're a Trash song. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Back Where Let's I Belong. <laughs> You'll enjoy. Thanks. Let's go. I can't take this. We're going to be together. Let me taste your kiss. Hold on to my hand. If we get lost, I'll take you home and I'll go back Let's go, I can't take this We will be together, let me taste your kiss Hold on to my hand If we get lost, I'll take you home and I'll go back Hi, this is Jack Savretti and you're listening to Australia's LGBTI radio station, Joy is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.